Hello, and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. Welcome back. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the founder of Impact Your Fitness and the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. I'm also a certified muscle activation techniques, RX practitioner, a certified exercise physiologist, and a published course author in lifestyle medicine. Today is the first episode of the new season of Think Fit Be Fit and all of our shows. We have a collection of shows on this feed that are the intersection of exercise mechanics, human movement science, which is so innovative, and building resilience and effective exercise with potent thinking. The Think Fit Be Fit podcast network is truly a refreshing change of pace from how we would normally talk about fitness. And today I'm presenting a portion of a conversation that I had with my colleague, Jesse Wild. And I'm also taking the opportunity to discuss something so important. It is one of the things I strive to inspire and educate everyone on, which is building resilience with their physical health and their body. In today's episode, you will get a short solo cast from myself and the short part of the conversation So Jesse will be on the podcast feed twice this month, so you can really um, engage with the conversation because it's deep, it's um, thinking about our physical health and our bodies in a conscious way, and really doing the work it takes to get out of pain and discomfort so that we can perform and exercise and express ourselves to the fullest. And before we get started, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast uh, app that you like listening on. And be sure to share these episodes. This one in particular is very close to the heart because I know that the work that we are talking about, the methods that we are talking about today can help people relieve chronic pain and relieve um, mental distress and emotional fatigue. And just, it's just such an important topic because we can't exercise our best and feel our best if we are totally fatigued mentally, emotionally, and physically. So if you're stuck in one of those cycles, this episode will probably help you. And if it's going to help you, it's going to help others. So please share and share a review on iTunes. That would mean the world to us. We are always just so surprised and honored to get your feedback. So you can contact us through Instagram on thinkfitbefit underscore podcast. Um, And, of course, Fitness for Consumption, our other show at Fitness for Consumption on Instagram. They are eagerly awaiting your questions. In fact, please try to stump Dr. Juris with your questions about exercise science 
kinesiology. He'll take on electro muscle physiology. There's nothing that we can't ask him when it comes to this like academic level of applying and applying exercise science. Okay. So if you've got the questions, be sure to ask because we want to cover these really exciting topics and make sure that you have a good perspective on how fitness actually works. You know, think about it like this, seeing things from multiple perspectives and gaining a deeper understanding of how fitness works. Okay. This is what's going to help us all achieve greater fitness, health, and wellness. On to the topic of resilience. Like I said, this is a topic near and dear to my heart because I see it as the future of sports medicine and the main practice of what we do at Impact Your Fitness in Alexandria, Virginia. And we use this concept within our treatments and how we coach our clients within exercise to overcome cycles of chronic tightness, reoccurring injuries, uh, chronic injuries that are holding people back from their fitness, right? So what we do is clinical, but also we are focused on strength. And in on the topic of recovering from any type of chronic issue, we must learn about resilience in something called hermetic stress. This is such an important concept because it is always about getting stronger and bouncing back stronger. And with the practice of high-intensity exercise and strength training and what you'll hear Jesse and I talk about, which is cold thermogenesis, that is jumping in ice-cold water and, and essentially suffering through it um, and enjoying it for health benefits. So these things are all about the recovery, stressing the body and recovering. Resilience, it, according to the dictionary, is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. It is essentially toughness. I don't love that word because I think true resilience is actually quite sophisticated and elegant, meaning we make choices and we strategize to create the change, to become our strongest version. And it's important with resilience, a practice of resilience, that strength must be realized. It's not just something we can simply earn by doing all the right things without the resilience mindset. So resilience comes with that recognition of strength, with self-trust, with intense self-trust that when we do fall and have issues, that we recover and get stronger. From my perspective, my personal perspective, I have overcome a lot of uh, mental and uh, let's say PTSD and grief. Uh, And I have been exercising and focusing on my health for years. And I will say this is one of the first times in my life that I can really remember that things don't get easier. They get strong. I get stronger. I get better. And the practice of cold thermogenesis 
has really helped me realize that and feel it. And it's a totally different level of uh, strength that I'm recognizing in myself. And it's such a beautiful thing. So that's what I'm trying to sell you guys on. (laughs) Why does it matter? You know, why does it matter? Because exercise is a stress. And so as soon as we start understanding that it's not just about flight or fight, it's not just about activating the parasympathetic nervous system. It is about adapting in a profound way with nurturing our body and um, so that we can be in a place where we are able to allow our nervous system to govern love and pleasure and fun. And so the term... um, you know, fight or flight is something that can describe how our nervous system works. But resilience and harnessing stress for good with hormetic stress is the next level of embodiment of self-improvement and feeling connected to our purpose, our physical purpose, to one another. And most importantly, it's a portal to truly understanding that we are unique and that pop fitness is selling us something entirely different. And I'll leave you with this, okay? This is um, a quote from the um, chair of the University of California, San Francisco Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Science, Alyssa Appel. She says, we need to harness stress for good. Learning the term hormetic stress will help us work with stress in a very productive way. This improves stress resistance, which is a vital skill in today's busy environment. Harness stress for good means we get to work with it, okay? That is like such a beautiful thing. We get to work with it in our exercise and we get to work with it in cold thermogenesis, which is exactly what you're going to hear uh, Jesse and I talk about. I'd also uh, like to announce something really exciting at the end of the show, so be sure to stay tuned. And now I'm super excited to introduce our guest for today. Jesse is an enthusiastic and experienced exercise professional. He has a passion for education. He has a passion for helping individuals in a in a very at a deep level. So I'm I, I'm really honored that he came on to discuss his experience. But you know, if you want to learn more about him, go check him out at jessewildma.com. He is Utah's highest level trained muscle activation techniques specialist, RX, like myself. He's a master level resistance training specialist, and he holds a bachelor's of science in exercise science from the University of Buffalo and really has studied and applied the principles of exercise and stress resilience for over 15 years. And he is truly relentless, colorful, and intense. And I, of course, totally vibe with that. So I'm really in awe that he um, is able to live and show us and help other people discover their true physical greatness. You can reach him at info at jessewildma.com. 
He is also on Instagram at Jesse Wild M A. So Jesse is J E S S E W I L D dot M A. And you'll see on his Instagram byline that he does some other really cool stuff like mental and emotional co- lifestyle coaching. He's an NLP practitioner, he uses hypnosis mental emotional release technique and you are going to learn so much about this embodied healer and friend i'm so excited that you guys get to listen in on this conversation and don't forget to uh, subscribe so you don't miss the follow-up conversation that we go even deeper into the practices that he uses at his uh, clinic in utah so without further ado, here is a fun little conversation with Jesse and I on plunging into the ice. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, well, we met a number of years ago at one of the classes uh-huh. in Denver. Denver. Yep. I do miss that uh, connecting with that community. So I really appreciate these uh, podcast conversations with you. And I do too. I love going to class and learning. Also, (laughs) I like the connections and I'm missing the connections ever since COVID was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've definitely tried to take, you know, different types of instruction online. And, uh, you know, I've gone out of my comfort zone, but I definitely that the the community is something I crave. And I now I really um, purposefully put myself into community. Because mm-hmm. I really do realize how big of a big part of like health as you know, as we're trying to live it, how part yeah. how big that is, you know, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I guess it's that old paradigm that you don't know what you have until it's gone. Mm. So you've got something and you take it for granted and then it disappears and you're like, oh, that thing was important. I miss it. I'm going to get it back. And when I get it back, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it closer. I'm going to hold it more tightly. I'm going to hold it dearly. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things I am doing this weekend actually is I am assisting at a Wim Hof advanced workshop. Sweet. That's how I call in community is oh yeah that's perfect yeah and i'm really excited for that because it's also like a step back into like the coaching world for me and yeah i haven't had the opportunity to coach uh you know athletes or, and movers out um in a in-person environment in quite a while mm-hmm. um you know i i have my in-person clinical business but it's just it's different on the field or in the ice or yeah. wherever we're doing it that's um, cool. Yeah. Um, how many people will be at this event? I think I think the class is, I think it's around 10. So when did you first start doing Wim Hof stuff, cold stuff? I uh, took the instruction as a student this January. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this year. And I was watching and following and uh, reading in that category for probably six months before that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I 
had a good experience, especially with the books. I, I liked Sean Carney's, uh, you know, kind of biographical, uh, journalistic approach. Yeah. Following Wim Hof. And- yes. <laughs> yeah. Trying to debunk him. Yeah. That at was- first, and then climbing a mountain, basically naked in yes. snow. Yeah. <laughs> great, great book. Yeah. Kudos to him. And he uh, he had a follow up book on resilience that I really enjoyed as well. And yeah, so officially in January and now that instructor, he was on the podcast in March, Mm -hmm. I believe his name's Bob Mm -hmm. and Bob has created community and he, he believes in that accountability of community and uh, that it, it shows us you know, where we're not willing to go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Community's huge. We're kind of pack animals. Yeah. We need communities. We find ourselves in isolations. We find ourselves lost. And uh, there's, I find myself in a handful of different communities. And um, uh, what I like to refer to as an ice people community is kind of a newer thing to me. I started doing some of the Wim Hof stuff uh, just earlier within the year uh, around uh, Thanksgiving time and quickly found some other ice people. And it was pretty cool. There's a few Wim Hof instructors in the greater Salt Lake area, the Park City area. And uh, we don't need to set up an ice bath or anything in the winter. We just need to find which uh, lake, which reservoir hasn't completely frozen all the way over. There's one really near Park City, the Jordan L Reservoir, that uh, half of it froze, but half of it didn't. And uh, there was a couple of times one of the Wim Hof instructors would just be like, hey, uh, we're going to do this thing. Who wants to show up? There'd be 15 people who are all what most would consider to be insane. We're not, we just know how to live well. Uh Uh, (laughs) But there's a cool thing about it where even Wim Hof, his story, um, he talks about there being a lot of pain in life, right? And so I'd recently gone through a breakup and and was experiencing some pain and uh, just looking for something that helps hit a reset button. And, and I didn't know what it was. Uh, I was visiting Denver, actually, uh, with a, another MAT friend, Patrick Douglas. We are doing uh, Thanksgiving out there. And I came across a YouTube video just lying in bed that morning. And uh, this is girl, Sky Life, she does a bunch of videos. And she teamed up with some other YouTube channel people, Yes Theory. And so I watched these videos. They went to Poland and hung out with Wim Hof and... They're talking about the breathing technique and getting in this cold water. And and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I showed him he'd messed around a little bit with cold water. Now, it's the end of November in in Denver. And so it's cold there, too. There's a big uh, state park that has a reservoir, has a dog park. He's got an excellent little dog named Rufus. Not little dog. He's a big dog. And uh, we're taking Rufus to the park. He's putting his swim trunks on. Uh And I'm like, holy crap, he's going to do it. He's going to get in. Like, I'm just going to (laughs) watch. I'm just going to watch and see how this goes. And then I'll inform myself to maybe attempt it at a later date. And then I rethought, no, don't be a wimp. Just go. I'm like, you've got an extra towel. We went in. The first time we went in, I knew nothing aside from this video that I'd seen earlier in the day. 
And uh, he's like, this is what we do. We just walk in. I'm like, what about the breathing stuff? He's like, you just go in. And we walked in, we both walked in. He goes, keep your hands above, keep your hands above the water and you'll be able to stay in longer. And we went in, we went in, we dunked down for to about neck level for like 20, 25 seconds. And my body's in full panic mode, <laughs> full panic mode. And uh, it feels life-threatening. It feels like survival is, is at stake. And at the cellular level, all of your cells are like, I don't know what's going on, but we should remove ourselves from this environment. And they're doing everything to tell you to do that. And he, after about 20 seconds or so, he's like, okay, let's get out. I'm like, uh-huh, that's the right idea. And so, uh, so we got out and he just started doing some heavy breathing. It wasn't necessarily a Wim Hof specific thing, uh, but just some intense breathing. And then he went back in. I'm like, holy shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on your podcast. Uh, he's, swear about. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, he's, I'm like, holy shit. He's going back in. And he went back in. He's crazy. He's nuts and uh he went in for a few minutes and he was in there long enough where i'm like i think maybe i can go back in mm -hmm. and so i worked up the courage i found the calm and peace because there was no calm and peace in that first like 20 25 seconds <laughs> i found some calm and peace and i went back in kept my hands above my head and there's colorado so there's beautiful landscapes in the mountains and uh I set my timer because I wanted to know how well I did. I mean, you got to measure your success, right? So I set my timer. I got back out and I was in for almost five minutes. Mm, that's amazing. First time. That's, that's awesome. I, uh, <laughs> I, I love the, I love, I now I embrace that shock and I find it so funny to, to crave the cold water and crave the cold water. Yeah. Have you seen uh, my octopus teacher? Not yet. It's a Netflix thing. It's a must-see. Uh, he mentions that exact same thing. It's a guy who's maybe 50-ish. He grew up in uh, Cape Town, South Africa, having a hard time with career and life, but, you know, was accustomed to the ocean. He started going into the ocean, and he talks about how bitterly cold it is. I don't know exactly what the temperature is off the coast of Cape Town, but I think it's probably like 55, 60, so it's chilly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he said that same thing. Oh, you start craving the cold. Mm -hmm. Well, what I think about regularly when I get in the cold water, because it's helpful to find something to uh, keep the peace. So I think about this documentary where he makes friends with an octopus. He goes and mm -hmm. hangs out with this octopus every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do know the storyline. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I think about that. But uh, no, the cold's cool. The cold's interesting, and the cold's an interesting thing in this way. Athletes for a long time have been doing ice baths um, post workouts, and there's mm -hmm. all sorts of there's all sorts of exercise claims in the exercise physiology world, mm -hmm. and. Uh, it's hard regularly to know what's true and, and what's maybe not true. Yeah. And I have no idea if the physiological benefits claimed in the world of exercise relative to going in the cold are true or not. I have no idea. I 
continually go in the cold. I made this a, a regular practice. I was going to that reservoir on my own about three times a week over the winter and then had an ice bath set up on the side of my house. So a daily mm. practice. And for me, it wasn't about, um, it wasn't about physiological benefit for me. It was about uh, mental, emotional wellness. Mm -hmm. There's a really cool thing when you voluntarily enter into an environment that you're body, your entire body, every cell perceives is life threatening, you go into survival mode, it's telling you to get out. But you're using your conscious awareness to control things like your breathing to control things like your heart rate. Uh, there's a very interesting and unique thing there where you're learning at every level of your being, that your external environment will not dictate your internal environment. Mm -hmm. mm. And you, when you learn it at that deep level, it carries on to every aspect of your life. There's mm. no place it doesn't show up. And so very quickly you start learning that you're in control. You're the creator of your own destiny. Mm. And the this Lord... is what I love about the ice water. Yeah. I look at it as an opportunity to, to work in that way as well. Yeah. And the word that comes to mind that I think will uh push us in the right direction. Yeah. Not that this was the <laughs> wrong one. Um is sovereignty. And mm, sovereignty. Tell me about sovereignty. Yeah. Well when you said the that the external environment doesn't dictate the internal environment, I think mm -hmm. that was the the trigger for me to think of that word. Yeah. And within, you know, for, for me, um, that's an important word as far as like my mission goes and being able to teach and help people. Okay, we left off at a pretty juicy part of that conversation. You'll have to tune in to the next episode of Think Fit Be Fit. So don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to subscribe. And with my um, love for this practice and my continued enthusiasm, I'd also like to point out that the practice of resilience and being um, in a mindset of getting stronger every time and choosing it all comes down to, one, being able to recover, being able to bounce back. And in order to do that, we do have to be in a place of self-love, self-respect, and trust with our body. So using the ice to do that, to get that out of your fitness, uh, to get that out of any self-care practice is what I am advocating for. So it, the reason all of this stuff works is that this practice helps the body reset. And that is the key to waking up with that new body sensation every day, to having that fervor for being fit. It, the key is the body has to reset itself. So exercise and this cold thermogenesis can reach us on a very profound and deep level 
For example, a hypoxic environment in the body occurs when we do exercise, when we do breath work, out of getting out of breath, think about it like that, and that the state of stress resets the body by changing its chemical composition related to the blood alkalinity, oxygen levels, cannab- cannabinoid receptors, opioid receptors, and every level of flight or flight. Resilience is our natural response, and our body actually loves the acute stressors. So again, acute stressors, we have to recover. And guys, that's the secret. That's the think of it, be fit secret. Of course, there's so many more conversations to have, which is why... I'm ha- I'm producing another show on the Think Fit Be Fit podcast network. This is going to feature one of our recent guests. I'm not ready to announce her yet, but we are totally vibing over this new concept. It is all about critiquing current fitness trends with a critical mindset. So we are going to take on the trendy stuff like different types of hip thrust, different types of, you know, butt exercises, finishers, all the glamorous, sparkly stuff you see on Instagram, we can take it on, okay? But we do need your help in finding those gems. I want to know what exactly you are uh, needing a critique for. So if you're in If you are looking at an exercise modality or a trendy way to exercise and you say, okay, I don't know if that works. Is that legit? Does that woman, can that woman actually claim that this exercise does that? And that's where we come in for this new segment. We are going to help you answer that. So in order to get started, we have to get your input. So head on over to the show notes. And hit the link where you can participate in a two-minute survey on what these trends are and how you can help us. <laughs> we um, have received a good number of responses, and they are influencing some of our first episodes. So you can expect this to drop in the first few weeks of September and continue at least once a month. Because um, does this segment does require some research and some scripting and some writing out of things. So we really want to uh, give the time, you know, put in the time to make these critiques really awesome. So like I said, head on over to the show notes while you're there. Subscribe to the newsletter over um, or you can just go to thinkfitbefitpodcast.com. We also have a page for affiliates if you want to support the podcast. They are high-quality nutrition products that I act- actually use myself. Um, and that's it, guys. I Thank you so much for hanging out. I really love doing this show. It is absolutely activating for me to share this enthusiasm and my deep love for exercise and how much change I see in people every day through um, how to think fit, right? How to be fit. The changes that I see in my clinic um, are, you know, so rewarding. And I want that for you guys too. I've just found that so many people end up with 
these uh, cookie cutter ways of thinking about our body and there's just so much more to it (laughs) and that's really the essence of my um, love for this podcast and love for you guys and I appreciate you every one of you I look forward to hearing from you and of course reading your reviews hint hint head on over to iTunes leave that review have a great week